0: Welcome to CounterThought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought, or at counterthought CEO, and on our Facebook page, CounterThought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, Join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. It's the Christmas season, and during this time of year, we are supposed to be taking inventory of what we are thankful for. And over my holiday travels going back from Thanksgiving to today, there are a couple of things that caught my attention that is making me ask the question Do Americans see babies as a burden? And do they see fathers? as expendable welcome to counterthought this is probably the second to last episode that i'm going to get in before christmas Uh, might get an episode in next week before starting any kind of holiday travels and celebrating christmas and i just wanted to talk to you about a a non-trending topic you know the purpose of this podcast is to conserve america's freedom culture and values and typically I am following a trending news topic, but this episode is not going to be about, you know, the MIT or the Penn or Harvard presidents. You know, that story goes back to last week. It's not going to be about them. This episode instead is going to be focused more on culture, a non-trending culture within American society. And a little story, traveling over Thanksgiving, so this is about three weeks ago, you know, I'm the one who, who does the driving on these long trips. I was behind a vehicle and like one does, as you're driving down the road, right. While paying attention to the road, you're starting to look at, you know, the bumper stickers on cars, the window stickers, you're glancing up at the billboards and and everything else. And a car I was behind at one point on the trip had a car sticker and the car sticker was one of those like baby on board types of stickers. Typically, you may have seen them, you know, they're like a a diamond shape and it'll be black and, and yellow, like a caution, caution sign that we would see on the roadways. It'll say baby on board. Now, you know, many people have those stickers. I once had them, you know, as a way to signify to signal to, you know, emergency services that, hey, there's a baby on board. You need to make sure you're coming with with tools and everything to to tend to or equipment to tend to the child, to the baby. But this baby on board sticker was not the typical baby on board sticker. It wasn't the black and yellow. It wasn't the little baby from, um, uh, what is that movie? I can't remember it. Uh, Whenever they go Vegas and Doug, why am I blanking on this? Anyway, it wasn't, it wasn't that it wasn't funny. It wasn't again, the stereotypical sign. It was instead of a picture, it was just words. Now it was, it was made like in jest, you know, it's supposed to be to be funny, but there's, I think, some truth wrapped up into it. And what this car sticker said, again, this was on the rear window of, of the car driving in front of me, is it said, quote, huge financial burden on board, huge financial burden on board with a little picture of of a baby to go along with it. And that made me chuckle right because it's like oh my gosh you know I can relate huge financial burden the cost of of childcare and and everything else that goes into raising a child not to mention everything they need like food and clothes and then you get into school and whether or not you can uh, afford to send them to a private school if you f- think that would be best or as they get older in age you know and looking into colleges and everything else So instead of this the typical baby on board or the little funny baby uh, from that one movie that I keep drawing a blank on um, with Bradley Cooper and, and the other guy, Doug, and all that stuff, it, it said huge financial burden on board. And that got me thinking, I was like, wow, that's funny. But sadly, it's also true. Sadly, it's also true. And it got me thinking as I was continuing down the road, because that was probably just, you know, a couple hours into the six or seven hour drive that I had ahead of me, I started thinking more about it. And I started thinking, wow, like, you know, that is, there is some truth in that American society today, not just from like a, a mental standpoint, but from a, a fiscal standpoint, financial standpoint, having a child is a huge financial commitment. You know, having a child is a huge financial commitment. I'm here in Orlando, Florida, and at the going rate, probably on average of weekly child care, let's say for eight hours a day, because right, you have a dual-income family, or if you are not married, you have a single-income family. Single-income household, you're talking about two fifty average. Probably peaks up around three fifty to four hundred, and maybe dips down to as low as about one eighty-five, two hundred. But you know, you kind of get what you pay for, and it's also based on where you live and all of those things. But I would say about two hundred fifty dollars average per week. So that's a thousand dollars a month. Thousand times twelve months a year, right? We're talking at least twelve thousand dollars just for The child care from eight to five of your child. $12,000. There have been reports that say, you know, in other parts of the country, the more expensive cities and and municipalities and things, that $12,000 can jump up to as high as $20,000. $20,000. And you would kind of, you know, you, you feel like you wouldn't be. Doing your due diligence, right? If you if you didn't factor that in, whenever you're like a newly married couple, or you're you know you're dating someone and getting engaged, and you're trying to talk about the future and plan for the future with like your future spouse, and twelve to twenty thousand dollars, that is a huge financial commitment, a financial expense. And so I was got to thinking about a little bit more about this huge financial burden on board, which is supposed to be a joke, because obviously the person Who's driving the car? The parent, right, or the parents? They they love their child. However, they're poking fun at the fact that you know, as much as we love our child, this is a huge financial burden. And I looked up some statistics, right, to kind of to kind of back this up to see where this is going. Because I, as a, a millennial, and then Gen Z behind me, right, this is this like kind of like a growing thought, right? Like, there's a baby is not just something to be to be celebrated, a child is not just something to be celebrated, but hold on a sec, we need to actually consider everything that is involved in having a child, right? Going back, our parents, grandparents, great grandparents, the birth rate was, was very high compared to today, relative to today, you know, it was this joyous occasion and, and today even so, like when you have a child, you have the gender reveal parties and people are just super extra with those, right? And there is happiness and celebration. But I believe that there is this little voice in the back of our head, especially for, for the men, for the husbands, for the fathers, of, oh man, how much is this, <laughs> how much is this child going to, to cost? Not just in the near term, but you know, in the in the 18 years of life and beyond. And the nationwide birth rate—going to hit you with some stats here—fell significantly from 2007 to 2022. It dropped from fourteen point three births per one thousand people to eleven point one, which is nearly a twenty-three percent drop per the CDC. Also, for almost or for the three decades between nineteen eighty and two thousand seven, the U.S. birth rate hovered between sixty-five and seventy births per one thousand women between the ages of fifteen and forty-four. You know that's that's the the baby making window, right? And as of 2020, the U.S. birth rate was 55, almost 56 births per 1,000 women between 15 and 44, which was a decline of almost 20% from the rate of 69 births per 1,000 women in 2007. So a 20% decrease from 2007 to 2020 and a 23% decrease from um, 2007 in 2022. Now from 2015 to 2019, women that were aged 15 to 44, the number of women who have had a biological child was at 52% from 2015 to 2019. Now compare that to women from 2011 through 2015, that percentage was up two and a half, almost three percentage points to to 54.9%. And again, this comes from the CDC National Center of Health Statistics, the NCHS. So we're talking about a almost a three percent difference from twenty eleven to twenty fifteen, and the three percent decrease from twenty fifteen through twenty nineteen, just four years, right? The four years of fifty five percent, and then the next four years dip down to fifty two percent. So there's something really going on with this, with I guess the the um, the readiness or the willingness. To bring in a new life to this earth, to bring in a baby into, into your family. And I think this little voice in the back of the head of the millennials like myself and Gen Zers, and then, you know, this in the upcoming generation of, of Gen Alpha is that there are potential causes for this decrease in birth rate. Some of them are economic and some of them are not there could be you know the greater take up the greater usage of highly effective contraception right birth control birth control has been pushed on girls for at least uh, 30 or more years now the high cost of raising a children i just touched on that you know we're talking about 12 to up to upwards of $20,000 just to get your daily care for a child because you you have to work right you need the two income household The two income household to be able to afford to live, to be able to afford rent, to be able to afford gas, be able to afford groceries, be able to afford saving for your retirement, to be able to afford a child and care for them, be able to afford their education, right? Insurances and the like. You also have improved occupational opportunities for women. So reasons for them to maybe remain in the workforce, maybe reasons for them to stay in the workforce and not have a child, or if they do stay, or if they do want to have a child, then they stay in the workforce for longer. Because of the income that they can make. And again, trying to, to plan for the future and, and be ready. And then also the high level of student debt. So, another financial um, disincentive of having children is like, oh man, you know, I'm making 60 grand a year or something like that. I'm 28 years old, making 60 grand a year. However, I have 50 grand or so, or 35, 40 grand in student debt which means I have about a $500 a month payment to pay that off. So that's 500 less dollars that I have available. You know, I had the thousand dollars or so that it's going to take me to care for my child by sending them to a daycare. So there are potential causes for this decreased birth rate. And if you look at, you know, not necessarily causation, but correlation correlation, right? Between birth rate, decreasing housing costs, expenses, increasing, Waste, I mean, not waste, but um, pay remaining stagnant, wages remaining stagnant, not increasing at the same rate as inflation. All of these things, a lot of them are financial, I believe, are influencing the decreased birth weight rate that we are seeing today, that we have seen, like I said, shared in those statistics over the past few years. And it seems that this is kind of set up to occur this way that the United States of America has made a priority of certain things, certain policies that has affected our culture. And we are now stuck in this place to where it is hard not to have this voice in the back of your head that makes you focus on the financial aspect of having a child, right? The two income household, the two income household it used to be going back a generation and definitely two generations ago that it was just a single single income, right? Typically the father, the husband was the one that worked and the mom stayed home when I was born. That was my situation, right? That's how it was. And that was in the late eighties to early nineties. And then fast forward about 10 at the most 20 years. And that was completely gone, completely gone. You didn't have the, the, the father working with making enough money to bring home for the family. No. Certain decisions like allowing um, investment firms, right? Allowing hedge funds in these big corporations to buy single family homes over the past couple of decades has just eaten and taken away and decimated the supply of housing. And right, supply and demand curve, less less supply higher demand, higher costs. So there are factors within capitalism that have led us to this point. Now, there is a bill that is being floated out there of, um, or being proposed to eliminate the possibility for these hedge funds, these investment firms to be able to buy up all of these all these properties, which would single family homes, which would increase the, the supply and hopefully then increase uh, or decrease the price and the cost of a home. There's one that was just Renovated across the street from me, across the street from me, Uh, 3,200 square feet, five bedrooms, I think two baths, maybe two and a half, something like that. $650,000, $650,000 for that home. Now, not just $650,000 though, you got to factor in the seven to seven and a half percent mortgage rate that you're going to get. And you're probably looking at, I mean, I didn't do the math, but I'm guessing that's going to be around a $3500 a month mortgage payment $3500 a month which is going to be what about 43 grand or so a year that you're paying just just to cover your mortgage and that doesn't cover the insurances and everything else and the property taxes that also go into owning a home so can you see how much money you have to earn just to be able to afford a house and and again this the voice in the back of your head that it just it just stays there, right? It 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 chirps. It chirps every time you're starting to contemplate, like, oh, are we ready? You newlywed couple, are we ready to have to grow our family to have a child? Oh, good g- good grief. What if you know what we do want to get pregnant, right? We made that decision, and then what if we are surprised with twins or triplets? You know, just multiply all these numbers by one and a half, by two, by three. So as much as it is supposed to be celebrating, we are supposed to want to have children, right? That is the joy that comes from raising a family. Sure, there's work and commitments and sacrifice, but over, but above all of that is the joy that comes from having your own children and raising them, right? But we cannot deny that there is not something in the back of our head that is telling us, whoa, is this such a good idea? Is this such a good idea? So I feel like in America, there have been things that have been occurring, decisions that have been made over the past decade or more that have created this environment to where babies are in fact seen as a financial burden. And burden is just a, I hate that word, right? Because burden is like something you bear. Think of something bearing down on your shoulders, right? something that you are trying to walk and is just so heavy that you cannot stand upright shoulders back, you know, chest out. You can't do that. Instead you are hunched over shoulders rolled forward, just trying to carry this burden and make it through. And that is not how a baby having a family, wanting to have a family to grow your family should be, should not be a burden burden should not even cross the mind it should be a celebration yes struggles tough times i am aware of that and i and i recognize that but that is never to feel like a burden never to feel like a burden but there have but we have created in this society maybe not you and i specifically but we have allowed it to to become so to where children are considered at least a little bit as a financial burden. But that sticker, that car sticker was not the only thing that I've seen in my past three weeks of, of traveling and being in this Christmas season. Again, we are supposed to be thankful for what we do have, thankful for the family we have, thankful for the friends we have, thankful for the job that we have, you know, all of these things, thankful for the experiences that came to us that we that we had in 2023. You know, looking forward into 2024 and having having a great year, making changes, having improvements, have uh, an abundance of, of love and joy and happiness and, you know, maybe a better job and career steps and, and all of these things, the growth of your children. But the other thing that caught my attention in addition to this car sticker was a commercial. Now, I, I thought the commercial was for Spectrum or Charter, you know, like Spectrum Mobile or Spectrum Internet but i tried to look it up and i couldn't find it i've only seen it once on tv but the commercial was this you know we just imagine right the the christmas commercial just imagine the christmas commercial you got the the christmas tree in the background you know kind of kind of blurry a little bit because you're focused on on the foreground instead of instead of the background so you're focused on the family and it's a father sitting at like the kitchen table and he has his family with him He's called a family meeting. He's got his wife to his, to his left side. And then across the table are the two girls. Two or three girls. Two girls and maybe a son. Anyway, family of four, family of five. Father's standing there. He's like, family meeting. He has his hands on the table. He's going, all right, family. All right, kids. This year for Christmas, not everybody is going to get something. We have to cut something out. You know, we just don't have the the finances to spread it, to spread out enough of the money for everyone to get the gift that they're looking for. All right. So we're gonna have to make a sacrifice. Some we're gonna have to cut something out. So he goes around the table. Like, honey, you wanted such and such. Okay, we'll get you such and such. All right, first child. Now, baby, like you wanted something like this. You wanted a, a doll of something kind. Like, I think we're gonna get that. Other daughter. Okay, you wanted this playset of some kind, blah, 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 I think we're going to get that. Now me, oh, wait. Shoot. Like, what are we going to do? Is daddy not going to get anything? Like, what's going to happen? And basically, the family votes in agreement is like, yep. Sorry, daddy, you're gone. And not just like, daddy, you're not going to get presents. It's like, daddy, you're gone. Just like, poof, you know, you're gone. And, you know, that was again, be like something funny, like, oh, ho, ho, you know, dads, they're never recognized. They don't get enough appreciation and all those things. I've seen a thousand videos on TikTok about that. You know, and I agree, you know, dads go, can go underappreciated at times. Although we also don't want a whole lot of, of praise and everything. We just want to be acknowledged that we're doing a good job, like words of affirmation and stuff like that. Uh, we want our time to ourselves and, and all those things. But the commercial captured for me, like it was saying something else. Because it wasn't just like, oh, daddy, you don't get a you don't get a Christmas present, and you know, oh, whatever, big deal. It was who has to leave. Like that was the the question in the commercial. It was who has to go, who has to leave, not who doesn't get something. It's who has to basically disappear, be no longer part of the family. And I know it was made in jest, and it was supposed to be supposed to be funny, just like the baby car sticker but there's something to the fact that it was the dad that had to go. And right, that goes along with what we've seen in society, especially when it comes to uh, to family law, right? We know the statistics are way on the side of the mother to retain custody of, of children in, a, in divorce proceedings. And we know that the mother gets the majority of, of like the love where it seemed to be that way, like with our society, when you think of, of mother's day and, and everything else it's mom gets mother's day and dad has father's day, but you know, the, the extravagance of mother's day going out to eat and then flowers and springtime and all of these things is just, it's just a much bigger market. I think it's like one of the, like the number one or two holidays celebrated in a year in the year is like mother's day father's day. I think is behind something like um I don't, I don't even know like labor day or, or something like that maybe even further down the list, like maybe not even in the top 10, but that's what we've created in our culture, right? The mothers are celebrated, right? Like the, the matriarchs of the family and the commercial to me was saying, like we are seen or we are seeing, or we consider fathers as expendable. Like they are unnecessary. They are not needed. And because they're not needed, they can just poof, be gone, left off the Christmas list, taken off the family, as this commercial was depicting, and they are expendable. And I've talked about this in, in previous episodes, both topics really. Um, in episode four, I talked about the nuclear family. Uh, that's not available on video. You'd have to listen to that one on on your podcast app. But episode four was about the nuclear family and the importance of um, the nuclear family, which is husband, wife, and children all in the same household, and that that is the best way to. Statistically showing that as that the best way to raise up your children and raise a family. Episode forty-four was about protecting your children from uh, the evil that is in this world. Right, and then episode fifty-four, so forty-four and fifty-four are available on your podcast app and on YouTube and Rumble. Episode fifty-four is about fatherhood in America, and how fatherhood is not being appreciated and is not giving the its due for the value that it brings. You know, there are statistics that show, and I talk about it in these in, in that episode, I believe in episode four and in episode 54, that statistics show like there is um, actually a greater impact and improvement, a greater impact significance when the father is in the household versus the mother, when you look at the outcomes for For children and um, graduating, I believe it is, or and or not going to um, to prison, but the mothers get all or most of the appreciation and the accolades and the focus and all that stuff. So while this commercial, just like the car sticker, was trying to you know making making light and trying to bring laughter during this Christmas season, you know the dad being the butt of the joke, it is saying just it's or it's it's saying what society is telling us that the fathers are seen as as expendable the fathers are seen as expendable which i wholeheartedly disagree with right i mean i am a father myself and i i know i am not expendable but that is kind of this culture and this belief that we have created in this society the father disappears. Well, there's the mother. And then you get the family that's going to come in. Your grandma, your, your mom's mom is going to, to swoop in and help. And it's going to create this little village. And if you need to be on welfare, then you're going to get the welfare checks and everything else. So the these two things, again, the sticker and the commercial. Yes, they're trying to be funny and bring humor into this time of year. However, they are also capturing, I think, real real thoughts within our culture, within American culture that as much as we don't want to admit it, we do think about the financial aspect of having a first child, a second child, a third child. And as much as we don't maybe want to admit it, we do think that eh, if I had to choose between mom and dad, you know I'd rather choose choose mom. And on behalf of, of fathers out there and, and men, fathers are not expendable. Fathers are very important, especially if you have boys in your household. We look at things in this society and how people are going crazy and have like no direction and don't know what their identity is. And so they just pick and choose things, you know, whether their identity is their is their sex or their gender or their, you know, whether they're a good kid or a bad kid or gonna make good choices, bad choices, and and all these things. You can tie it back to, in a lot of cases, whether or not there is a father in the household. Now, not all fathers are perfect. I, I am aware of that. And I agree with that. But there is a lot of causation or correlation back to whether or not there is a father present in the household. So we need to instead not be thinking about children as a burden. We need to be thinking about them as a blessing. And also we do not need to think of fathers as expendable, but fathers like mothers need to be cherished and loved and valued. So all in all, as you go through this holiday season, right? Very cheerful, cheerful topic, right? For this episode, be thankful for what you do have. If you are a parent watching this, Be thankful for your children. Love them well. Husbands, wives, children, be thankful for your fathers. Right, Stand up for those in your family. Stand up for the blessings that you have, the people in your life, the the children you have, the fathers you have. Make sure that the hidden truth or the little bit of truth that is within these messages of the car sticker and the commercial are not seeping in and overtaking the joys and the truths or the true reasons of why you want it to have children or why you want to have children and why, you know, you love your father and your husband, your spouse, make sure that you are keeping your eyes and your mind focused on the blessing that a child is and the blessing that a husband and a father is. And sure, laugh at these commercials when you see them, but remember that they are just commercials. They are just stickers and that they should not reflect your mentality towards children and fathers and your, and your husband. But instead, you should be standing up for those individuals and standing up for the blessings that they are especially as you are taking inventory of everything that you are thankful for in this Christmas season. Now again I think I'm going to have one more episode going into into next week before Christmas so check back for that one that'll be episode 103 you know across the 100 episode threshold a couple uh, weeks ago so happy about that thank you again for all of your support and again you can watch all these episodes up to going all the way back to about episode 33 or somewhere around there but you can watch all of those from 33 on anything else is just audio only. And if you are interested in the other episodes mentioned in this, in this podcast, it was episode four, episode 44 and episode 54. All right. Thank you for watching. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like, or rate the podcast on your podcast app, or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counter thought CEO or on Facebook at counter thought podcast.